welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, White Lightfinger Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. Logar, it looks like the uh, local town has this uh, election going on, but I thought the king had all the ruling power. How can they be having an election here? Are they trying to uh, trying to oust the king? Well, we can do that. That would be a good adventure to oust the king, wouldn't it, and take over it for the people? It could be. So exploring fantasy political campaigns, the greatest and most honorable adventure from Dragon Mag 196. 196, which is going back to what? August of 1993? <laughs> yeah, so not quite 30 years ago. They have a, suggestions here on running a political campaign. And I've got a lot of thoughts on this. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, make some suggestions outside of, of D&D books to check out. <laughs> uh, but of course, because, you know, obviously our podcast here is talking about D&D, tabletop role-playing games, and a little bit about human rights and politics. So, so. It's kind of a, an, an article telling you how to run a political campaign. Um, what I think is interesting in the article is it seems to be telling you to kind of run a sandbox, get a feel of the world around you and let the players have some kind of agency and control. But that discussion, I don't think in 93 was what it is today, like we see in some that came out of some blog posts and things like that. When people started questioning like styles of play, like railroad versus sandbox. And it seems to be that what they're saying here is that it, that it relies heavily on a sandbox style play to run a political campaign, but the DM really has to kind of know the factions and the world itself in order to pull it off, have an idea of who's going to respond, what their, what their alignments are, the betrayals that could occur, who's going to double cross, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so you definitely got to have the world outline, the NPCs outlined and like you said what their drivers are for what type of goals they have and what they desire because there's a lot that you can do within a city village town political campaign environment now i've done in the past quite a few political games here and there and i'd like to talk about some of the inspirations that i've had i think one of the things that that people I don't know if I should say get wrong, but one of the things that tends to be is politics presented in a good, bad, um, this side versus that side, two-sided fight. Right. You're talking about in a very binary environment, like good versus bad or something like that. Yeah. And I, so I'm going to suggest a few things to look at, to actually look at history. I, I, I would go out and argue that, that very seldom has there been this two-sided fight. And when it comes to warfare and the history of warfare, in earlier days, we did have this like style of like nation against nation on a on a boundary front, but the nature of warfare itself has changed in the 21st century. You look where civil wars occur, uh, things that are referred to as terrorism and stuff like that is more common and is not necessarily the least uncommon thing throughout histories in political conflicts. So understanding these things, I think, can spice up your campaign a bit. I'm a big uh, a big history and, and political philosophy reader. I've read a lot of various forms of political philosophy. Yeah, sorry. So to your earlier point around, you know, uh, terrorist versus mm -hmm. whoever is in the controlling power, you know, some are viewed as terrorists, some are viewed as freedom, freedom fighters, right? It depends on 
what side of the fence you may be on in some cases? Well, look at the Sandinistas during the Carter and the Reagan administration. Under Carter, they have, Sandinistas were freedom fighters, when they ousted a fascistic regime. Yep. Uh, the uh, the Contras were were you know the the arm of that during that conflict, and then when Reagan took power. Suddenly, the Contras were being called freedom fighters and the Sandinistas being called terrorists. They literally flipped the label for the truth. <laughs> that, that just historically happened. And that's not the only time in history that occurs. After most conflicts, the people who are called terrorists are often co-opted into the winning power and become an official arm of whatever rules there. So politics themselves as a left and right, as a good and bad, as a whatever. It's complicated. Is, <laughs> it, and it's not it's not that simple usually the if we look at political conflicts throughout history there are so many varying factions and currently in any political conflict globally within the u.s or anywhere else there is no two factions fighting each other despite the fact that people like to try to present it that that way no it's it's multiple factions and there's multiple yeah. multiple uh you know players and non-player in the mix itself so i guess depending on what you're looking at for your fantasy adventure, again, trying to figure out what the drivers are. Are we talking about resources? Are we talking about land? Are we talking about money? Are we talking about, I mean, usually the conflict is about resources typically, I think, right? Food, uh, water, it can, land. It can be, it can be, it depends. So like, like let's look at historically speaking, uh, two things that I've looked at, two conflicts that I've looked at many times over the years would be Spain in 1936, the Spanish Civil War, fascinates me because the amount of different factions and groups involved that weren't necessarily all the same, but some had to kind of choose sides in these conflicts and some would sabotage others and betray them and whatnot. It has the complexity of real politics, similar to what you see today in Syria and places like that. There are so many factions, it's hard to wrap your head around what's going on. And as a dungeon master trying to create a world like that, where you have that many different conflicting sides may be difficult, but perhaps a simplified version, understanding that there are different sides conflicting, there are in-betweens, there are everything else occurring, is a better way to understand them and make more intrigue. I'm going to suggest a couple books to look at, because the other conflict that I find interesting a lot of times in history is the Mexican Revolution. And I got a couple books on those. If you look at a book called Anarchism in the City, Revolution and Counter-Revolution in Barcelona from 1898 to 1937, written by somebody named Chris Aylham, I believe I'm pronouncing that correct, and it was put out by AK Press. That gives you a good look at what was going on with the people at the time of the Spanish Revolution, I'm sorry, the Spanish Civil War, when that happened, and, and kind of gives you a better feel for all the different factions that had birthed out of it and why it was happening and what was happening, the conditions people were living under, and, and really a, a more complex thing. And this looks a lot at the early days, not during the Civil War, but what leads up to the Civil War, which I think is important to look at more so than the war itself the conditions of things going on because likely in your campaign you might not be starting off with oh it's a full-on war you might need the intricacies of it to pull off a really interesting political campaign sure and from a campaign standpoint the question is is your party going to be entering like a short adventure one shot one session multiple sessions or is it going to be a broader campaign 
because you know overthrowing the king you're not going to do that overnight probably no and this this article specifically talks about running a political campaign over time so a lot of times as we get in higher levels you start talking about domain building and you start getting into some of that but this is kind of suggesting doing a full-on political campaign and some of the adventures may not be oh we're definitely you know trying to fight between the uh the king and this and that but it's what's going on in the streets between like the peasantry and stuff like that and the different things that are occurring within the people so uh, another book i want to suggest for that specific thing is a people's history of the united states by howard zen it's a book a lot of people are familiar with it's a big book but it's an easy read and it gives you lots of different eras and things and periods throughout u.s history and the different conflicts there it kind of it's it's an easy read because you can flip from chapter to chapter and look at different things and see what was occurring and it gives you a perspective of kind of on the ground from the people their history is as, as opposed to history by the by the victor as is dictated down so right. people's history of the united states by howard zinn gives you a lot of things to look at what real conflicts occur what real size were happening and not as much of a whitewashed version as we tend to get you know growing up in elementary school and stuff like that <laughs> right no a little more nuanced to the conflict which i think is what makes uh a, will make for an interesting political campaign personally now they also talk about different types of conflict you know in terms of like uh character race and potentially how at least what they're defining as race here is what they're calling elves and dwarves and mm -hmm. goblins and orcs and gnomes and whatnot or you know if you want to call it in more modern terms maybe ancestry will be a better yeah. term for it so you know it might be interesting because you know you're thinking about like uh let's say halflings halflings tend to rule by rel relatively group consensus they're a little bit anarchist i guess i think there's been some conflict over there on the internet i've seen yeah not, no, but, well, but it is what it, it, it's it is what it make is. them make them what you want <laughs> make what you want you know there was some conflict recently on the internet about like the hobbits returning the a friendly king to power that's friendly to the hobbits so you know there's some <laughs> weird twists about that at least from the um the hobbit on the internet but in general you know from what we've read before you know elves have kings dwarves typically have kings halflings have what i guess elected mayor you also have the kender where pretty much a bunch of anarcho kleptomaniacs <laughs> from Kryn. and i think the question being though how do you create adventures around these these types of things and making it political and where do you make it political at like if you look at um <clears throat> okay here's a good one uh and i'm gonna put this book out there if you look at emma goldman wrote a book called living my life it's her autobiography there's an annotated versions out there and there's a complete version it's pretty long but if you read through that, she's very involved in political conflict from when she comes from Russia to the United States, begins labor organizing, she begins publishing her paper, and she gets exiled from the United States, she ends up in Russia and Spain and all these other places throughout her life doing this. And when you're reading it, there's almost seeds for adventure, like there's a whole period where she fixes, she fixates on Johann Most and her crush and admiration of him, and she's worried about things like what she's going to wear to go out to the to see the theater that night and stuff like that so there's elements of okay this is political revolutionary stuff this is what's going on but at the same time what's happening isn't like oh we're all fighting a full-on political thing it's the nuances of those everyday 
life type things. And that's where I think you can find interesting adventures of what your characters are doing, but your characters kind of have to have a drive to run a political campaign. What are their goals and purposes within the politics? And that's one thing they talk about in the article is creating that understanding of the politics of the area. So giving the, the players enough information to understand and invest themselves in, which is where I think that a collaborative world building approach to a political campaign might be the best launch for something like that. And then understand that the adventures of a political campaign are gonna be kind of benign mundane things are gonna be happening in, in taverns and things like that. If you read stuff like 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 Living My Life, you see that a lot of the discussions were uh, of politics were happening in bars and in, in bars in, and town shops. halls and yeah. pu and public public halls and such where people would normally gather. Yeah, I guess the question I would have would be in regards to getting the players and the characters involved with the politics because normally your party might be say four to six characters, right? Yes. So you know, in the article itself, it does talk about certain classes player classes character classes that might be better suited for these type of campaigns like you know the uh, bard subclasses as well as some other um classes that they come up with that traditionally wouldn't be in play from like the thieves handbook or maybe some stuff like the court wizard or the ambassador or the peasant rebel which we've played before in castles of crusades <laughs> but yes doesn't exist normally in the uh traditional 5e realm i guess this was written like what 93 so this is around 2e maybe Yes. So I guess there are second edition is in full swing. And so I guess they have the handbooks for each of the classes, the class handbooks. I'm, it's I'm not the class handbooks with. they're talking about. I've got mo I think I might have them all. I'm not sure. I got most. Yeah, I'm not familiar with TV. So my question would be, you know, how do you involve all the party members so that everyone's participating in this political campaign? Because so I think one of the misconceptions is that it has to be we're negotiating politically all the time and stuff like that. That's why I suggest things like like living my life and stuff like that where there's plots being made. You look at like people like Alexander Berkman and stuff like that that was involved with her life and some of the things that they were doing, eh, the kind of heists are going on and stuff like that. So the whole party would be involved in plotting it. I think the question is, when do you run a political campaign? Like you want to do politics at the table, might not be for every player. You might want to be like, hey, I want to do a campaign that is political in nature where we have these intricate plots and stuff like that interweaving between parties and people who are vying for control and whatnot but also like you gotta have people who are invested in that to play that because it is going to be more player driven to a large extent than dm the dm can't just force that action on you as an organizer in the past you can't force anybody to organize. They have to have the drive and, and, and investment in doing it. So you want to find players who are interested in actually playing that game. I think that's going to be step one to running any political game. Would you disagree? Yeah. I, I would say you're right, because you want to make sure that one, like you said, your party is interested and in, invested in two, that people are having fun. You know, yeah. wanna, part of the game is people enjoying themselves. Some folks do enjoy city campaigns where politics are involved others may not others want to do the wilderness and dungeon crawl i mean yeah i like i like variety. i love those <laughs> i love those but i i i've wanted to so i've ran political campaigns with those intricacies i don't know if i've ever had a full party that has had the desire to really sink their teeth into what's what potential there is in running a political a full political campaign 
from like a low level organizing AEIOU, which I think I'm going to get into that. I think we'll continue this episode here. And well, we're about out of time. So let's cut it off. And I'll say this is to be continued. How do you feel about that? Yeah. So this episode is part one talking about political campaigns within your fantasy game or science fiction tabletop role playing game. We will have a part two. All right. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. Share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobblies and Wizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. If you enjoy having a daily role-playing game podcast to listen to with our specific bent, the help could be uh, very beneficial keeping that going. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them lucky. <laughs>